0: Well, in June 2016, Steve Mastorf, Chad McDonald, and I headed off to Indonesia because we wanted to see Rob and Jody Herman, the missionaries that we support there and, and the work that they're doing. We wanted to see, for, our two goals were to see what they're doing. Just get a firsthand experience of what it is that they do there and also to, to get a better idea of how we could serve them better. And so um, one of the things I asked Rob and Jody while we we're there is, how would you like to see, what is your desire as far as our partnership with New Creation Fellowship? How, how would you like us to serve you better? And one of the main things they said was, other than prayer, they said, send people, send groups of people to come short term, send um, young people to come and do internships like Jeremy Beal did this last year. Uh, we need people, and so we're going to hear from Jeremy uh, about that. The Hermans, actually, if you don't know who Rob and jo- Jody Herman are, they're headed back here in about two weeks. They're going to be here for a year, so they're four years on the field, and they have a one-year stay stateside, and then they'll go back, Lord willing. And so they'll be here in about two weeks. And Jeremy and I and Chad helped move them into their apartment yesterday with their their kids and got them all set up. So. Um, Be in prayer for them. Uh, Rob broke his foot on New Year's and is in Singapore. Some of you saw the prayer requests. So their insurance company actually won't let him come back to Indonesia. They were supposed to come back in April, but now they're coming back this month instead uh, because they won't let him go back to Indonesia with the condition he's in because the medical care in Singapore is much better than Indonesia. So be in prayer for them. they got a lot to figure out Um, because they're coming home a lot sooner. So here's Jeremy. He's going to share with us about his trip.
1: Thank you. So, yeah, I remember back in June or July when Matt got back and he said, he had told about the trip and said that he had talked to Rob and Jody and they had said that they'd love to have me come out. And it felt right and it was on my heart. And... I went, so I was there for a full year. Oh, I need my notes. Uh, So I went there, full year. If you don't know where Indonesia is, here's a good friend of mine, Ho Ho, pointing at it. Uh, It's in Southeast Asia, so right above where he's pointing is like China and everything. So it's the largest island nation in the world. It's got 17,000 islands and a lot of really big islands in there. Uh, On the next slide, you can see um, this particular island is really big. It's a lot bigger than you'd expect it to be. It's like three states' size. Um, And um, we're in the southeast corner, the bottom right there, in Kandari, the capital city. And I went... All over um, those little islands down uh, around it, uh, just around that area. It was all over in a lot of villages, met a lot of people. uh, It was a really amazing thing uh, to see. Uh, In our city of Gandhari we lived in a big building. It was uh, three stories high. We've got that one, um, and then the next one, too. Uh, So you see maybe KLC... On the front of that, uh, that's Kendari Language Center. That's the access for Rob and Jody when they're in uh, Indonesia. Uh, and by access, I mean that's their visa is a work visa through um, that language center. So we had students, uh, kids mostly, some uh, college students, some adults. And they'd come in throughout the day, and they'd uh, study English. And it's a big need there uh, for them to learn that international language. And so we're able to give back in that way and also to make a profit and support the mission from within. Uh, So, yeah, this last year was really just amazing. Uh, I want to thank everyone for praying for me and for supporting me to go and stay there. Uh, for the whole year, it really is something that i 'll always look back on and remember and it 's really changed me in a lot of ways. Um, oh also uh, we when I showed up, we had about six people, and when I left, there were twelve people in our house uh, and This is a picture of our team the next slide uh, part of it it wasn 't all of us. But there were a lot of people, uh, we gained a lot of people working that really cared about uh, Christ and bringing forward uh, that, um, the gospel, and bringing that out to people, which was just an amazing thing to see that growth in that time. Uh, So when I was in Kandari, being that we had our language center, um, I spent a lot of time uh, with language type Activities. We'd go to different schools and talk. We would um, uh, we teach at uh, specifically at schools and to their teachers. We taught English. Uh, we taught at the language center. Technically, I wasn't a teacher because my visa wouldn't allow for that, but I definitely did a little bit of assisting there. Um, and so, I've gotten used to being told go to visit somewhere, and they'll be like, hey, teach a lesson. And I have nothing. So, I've gotten used to that, so we're pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Matt knows a little bit about that kind of stuff. Um, And every Sunday we would go out to this village. It was uh, called Bajo Inda. So, I have that. So, here's a cool uh, uh, picture or a good view from the top of this hill. You'd climb up, and you could just see the whole thing. And so... These, it's a people group, the Bajo, and they're, they typically live on the water, on the ocean, and they put their houses in stilts, and they live right there, and it's very bare bones, they're usually fishermen, or this, these people had some tourism, because they would shuttle people to a popular island, and that was good for them, but. Usually it's just they go out they buy they get fish, and they eat those fish and sell some of it to buy rice or whatever else and If they didn 't catch fish, they didn 't have any and it was very crazy, but they were still very happy so we've got i 've got a picture of the some of the kids uh, really early on, they were just running around the dock, jumping off, climbing up, pushing each other just like any lake day, if you know what looks like it it's about the same and they're so happy and so full of joy and they're so welcoming it's amazing to see that i also spent a lot of time out in the villages as i said and these were places where i'd drive a little motorbike a little 110 cc motorbike with a big old backpack in front of me somebody on the back they have a big old backpack and we're on these terrible roads with a little path about this wide where you can uh, like drive safely without super shifty rocks on the sides. It was only slightly shifty in that path. Um, And we'd drive for hours. We'd take ferries across. And it was was an amazing time just getting there. An amazing experience. And then we'd show up and we'd go into the uh, village head, the village chief's house and say, hey, we'd like to stay here for 10 days and we'd like to learn about the culture of your village. And we like to offer to teach English at your school uh, a few days. And they'd say, okay, um, a couple of you will stay in my house. I'll go over and uh, figure out some more houses for the rest of you. Just that easy. It's amazing how welcoming they are and hospitable. And while we're there, um, a big part is, yeah, we are doing that. We're learning about the culture. We're... Um, we were teamed with a, a different team. I partnered with another team that uh, actually brought people as, as a tourism into uh, those areas. So we would actually come back with, uh, or they would come back with teams. But we would also go to, as a survey, and um, while we were there, we spent a lot of time with our host families in those houses and all around meeting people. And we were looking for people that we... We said people of peace, persons of peace, that people that wanted to learn about God, people that were open, people that uh, God was drawing them near to them and bringing them in. We were trying to find them and study with them and uh, start um, a movement working uh, through. And I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit more. Um, so uh, a few big things I learned were first off the language, which I showed up and I had nothing. I couldn't understand a, a bit, and so I was just I look at Robin and be like, "What? What did they say?" <laughs> and uh, at the end, well, "Sekarang saya bisa bicara bahasa Indonesia." Now I can speak Indonesian, and that was amazing. Um, very helpful. Uh, you can always work past the language barrier, but if you don't have to, it's really nice. Uh, but I also learned, and this is a huge thing, a huge topic we talked about and covered. Uh, was We talked about Shema. So that comes from Deuteronomy 6. I've got that up there, and I remembered to bring the Bible up this time. So it comes from Deuteronomy 6 4. Oh, I forgot I had pictures of the villages up there. But here we go. So Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9. Uh, in, and I'll start up in. 6, and it says, and these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as front lines between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates. So that just really says in every aspect of your life, when you're at home, when you're out, when you, the things that you see, the things that other people see, your hands, you see, your forehead, everybody else sees. Live and think about and have on your heart the commandments of God and the um, the faith and keeping that. So we talked about Shema this life of being prepared to speak to anyone and everyone about uh, the gospel, the good news, and everything, and we um, that really tied into the way that we reached out to people um, in Indonesia, and especially that area, it's ninety percent Muslim population. So, going and preaching to people, going and going door to door and asking if they want to hear about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's not going to work. Um, they have a very big separation. Uh, between, uh, mindset-wise between, like, Muslims and Christians. We say, we're us, we believe what we believe, and they're them, and there's not much in between, uh, in thought. So, we followed, uh, it's called DMM, it's Disciple-Making Movements, and that's, like I said, we're looking for those people's, persons of peace, and so the persons of peace, um, we kind of get in uh, John 6, that says, uh, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught, all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. We are finding these people that were drawn by God, that God had put on their hearts to ask questions and all that. We were meeting so many people and so many people and we were always shemaing with them. Any person we talked to, we'd be prepared and um, looking for ways to speak spiritually, but not everybody necessarily listened. Not everybody necessarily wants to talk about spiritual things, but we ran into a lot of people that wanted to and loved to. And we invited those people to study scripture with us. We sat down with them. We lived life with them and we spent That time, and so in this DMM, we uh, study with those people and we ask uh, important questions. And as you go through, you see that uh, the scripture is self proclaiming, it teaches about Christ. And when they come to that moment of accepting Christ as their savior, they already have this base of knowledge, and we continue to disciple. And work with them so that they can go out and do the same thing. And it grows into this multi-generational. They teach somebody who goes and finds somebody who goes and finds somebody. Or a family that reaches out to another family that reaches to another family. And then it doesn't stop. It's a movement. It's a dis- it's a movement of disciples making disciples. Which is the disciple making movement. Uh, it was really... it's. It was really cool to see the progress uh, as we went through and um, see all different uh, times with that. Um, Indonesia was really beautiful. I have a picture that I just thought was a really cool picture. Uh, I think Jody took this one. And uh, it was just an amazing, uh, wonderful place, and I can't believe that I had the opportunity to be there. Uh, But now I'm back. And I've got to ask myself what's what's now, what's next?" and uh, I'm going back to college in the fall. I want to finish my bachelor's degree. I'm working again, and we'll see what happens after that but i'm I'm really just living this new life based off of what I've learned about that Shema life that I'm keeping in my heart, and being ready to think on, uh, share, and teach uh, the commandments of God to anyone and everyone. Um, And that works with all my friends at work, people I meet at school, that I can use this DMM in in an American context. of, Like, let's meet for coffee and let's talk about what we believe, what we think. And I have that base that I can share and I can grow uh, with people and I can find those people that God is drawing because God is drawing people everywhere especially here Um, so at one point uh, was it November, late November Matt and Chad came out and it was amazing to see them Uh, here's a picture of them really tired and sweaty It's really hot and they, they got off the plane, we picked them up, we took them home, hung out a little bit. They did a good job of staying awake. Uh, then the next day we left, and we went to walk around an island. And so you could see that they were tired, but they stayed awake, and they, they were so engaged and it was so amazing to spend that time with them. So they're going to share a little bit about what that meant to them, what they saw, and what they took away.
2: Morning. Morning. I just happen to be wearing an eagle shirt today, and I don't know if you noticed on the very first slide. Can we see that first slide again? Oh, yes. Okay, no. He, he had an eagle on his shirt. but um, for, this, for this, going to this trip on the second time, I, I'm having, you know, it was it somewhere was in the fact that I just have a, a huge amount of gratitude for, you know, having the opportunity to go and be there. Yeah, that one right there. See, he's, he's got an eagle too. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but um, so that trip, it, it did wonderful things for me and and making me see things a certain way, and it was great for you know people in my life, people I work with, my wife, my children. You know, it was it, it's just a great experience. So, I think one thing I kind of want to convey is that. Uh, you know, even when I f- first thought about going, you get a little bit concerned, like, maybe I'm not qualified to do this kind of thing, um, but I, th- I think that the opportunity is for anyone, you know, anybody that has in their heart to go you know, and do these things, it's, uh, you know, I like to say, uh, it kind of gives you an opportunity to let God drive the bus, and so you get to just see how things play out, and it's, it's an amazing experience. Um, on the work that Rob and Jody are doing there and getting to see Jeremy go and do that, and he was just in his element. He was speaking the language. He was just doing amazing stuff. It was so, so awesome to see that. Uh, from going a year ago and going again just a few months ago, um, it was amazing to see that there was college students from Indonesia involved in the program, and so the program had grown over the last year. Uh, when we went out to the villages, people that we'd stayed with before, remembered us, and opened their doors again, and so you did see a progression. It was a clear progression of things happening, which was really exciting uh, to see happen. Um, As far as what I took away from it, um, when Jeremy talked about this people of peace, you know, we kind of are searching for people of peace, and coming back, I kind of think some of this is just being a, a person of peace, and it, it can be simple actions. And so that's maybe some lesson that I taught. If it's I'm going to get my coffee in the morning or something like that, I can be busy thinking about my day, and I can be busy thinking about my next step, and I can just pay little attention to that person that's taking care of me at that moment. Or I can engage them and just offer myself as a person of peace. And it's not a really complicated thing to do. It's... It's... it's uh, it doesn't have to be great grandeur. Or just, just being a person of peace. And so, I think for me that was a, a big part of of what I had kind of come to know uh, through that through that trip. But, um, thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Chad Thanks, Chad. I'm going to read a passage to you out of Matthew nine thirty five through thirty eight. when I talked to Rob and Jody the first trip about the need for people, and, and we went out to this island for the second time, and the need for laborers is apparent. Um, the next slide, just to give you an idea. This is Rob right here, and this is uh, a man. His name is Mr. Safe. What, what is his name? Uh, Amon. Uh, means Mr. Safe. Maaf, Bailum, Pandai, Bahasa, Indonesia. I'm not, sorry, I'm not yet smart in the Indonesian language. Um, his name meant Mr. Safe, so we just started calling him Mr. Safe. And um, this was a guy who, we were staying at this house of a man named Johnny. We were staying at this guy's house named Johnny. He's a fisherman. And when I say fisherman, I don't mean like they just go fishing. He gets in this little boat, Kapal Kapokayu, is that a little wooden boat? Yeah, a little wooden boat, and they take it to Australia. Like a week at a time out in the middle of the ocean. Little boat, and they fish for things like sharks. But it's like 90 degrees and 100% humidity. They have no way to preserve the shark, so they just cut the fin off and let the shark die. And they take the shark fin. Now, you're all thinking, that's horrible. But he would die if he didn't do it and provide for his family. So this whole way of thinking is totally different when you're in the context of that. And you're like, well, when they explain it to you, it totally makes sense. But when you watch the documentary on Netflix, you're like, this is awful. We have to put an end to this. And it's some combination of the two. Um, So anyway, this is Johnny, the shark fisherman. We're staying at his house. And a relative of him next door was interested in studying. And so one night we're talking and one of the guys on the team with us was named Etus. So when we're there in November, myself, Chad, Jeremy, Rob, Ho-Ho, Mr. Setio, the one with the eagle, he goes by Ho-Ho because his first name is Christian and if he introduces himself as Christian, it's just like wall up right away. So he goes by Ho-Ho or Mr. Setio. And Etus... Now, Etus is really good about steering any conversation, spiritual, really fast. And so Etus is talking with the neighbor of the shark fisherman, Johnny. And we find out the next morning that the neighbor, the relative of Johnny, has come to know Christ. And we're like, really? That's awesome. And we're off to the next village. The workers are few, but the harvest is plenty. While we're still at Johnny's house the night before, um, a man comes up to us named Mr. Safe. He invites us to his house. And so the next day we go to his house. And We're sitting there and he's asking us what we do. And he asks Chad, what does he do? Oh, construction. Oh, what do you do? I tell him I'm a teacher. And he's like, what subject do you teach? And I say, the Kitab Suci, the Holy Scriptures. He's like, really? I have one of those. He goes and gets his Indonesian Bible He's like a friend gave this to me. I've tried to read it, but I don't understand. Perhaps you can help me. And we're all sitting there like, "Yes, let's do this." Um so we get we're in his house sitting there with it's 95 degrees, 100% humidity with our hot tea. Um sitting on wallpapered floors that our legs are sticking to and we're studying the Bible together. And normally when stuff like this happens, the the kids, they don't pay attention, but this man, Mr. Safe, was like taking the electronics away from his son and saying, pay attention. And we're reading the Bible. We're reading the scriptures together. And I don't have a clue what they're saying, other than I know that it's Genesis 1 through 3 that we're looking at. But I can't follow along in Indonesian. But all of a sudden, the guy's like smacking his head like, what on earth? And I find out later that they had gotten to the fall of Adam and Eve and the sin, and and they were uh, he was just dumbfounded at like, how could they do this? And and this is later, so the the call to prayer goes off, and he has to run and go do his thing in the mosque. And then he comes back, and he's he's got his phone in his hand, you can't see, and Rob's got his this guy's Bible, and they're reading the story, and, and this is his family, and they're just interested. They want to know what the Bible says. And they're hearing things like that Jesus is Lord, and that Jesus says He's God, and they're like, this is not what the Quran has taught me all these years even though the Quran says to pay attention to the Holy Scriptures, our Bible. And so he's interested for more, but that same day we have to go to the next village. And nobody has been back to see him since then. Nobody's been back to follow up with the man that believed since we left. The, The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. And so we need to be seeking the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. And And so one of the ways we can do that is by sending teams to go be with Robin and Jody and send people to go be with Robin and Jody. and some of them Robin Jody have told me about people they want to come, so some of you have talked to, so they're going to be here, and they're going to be bugging you, and um, just consider that the voice of the Lord telling you to go. I want to read Romans 10 to you. I've got negative two minutes left, so I'll make this quick. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. As people who consider ourselves Christians, as people of peace, as people who God has called to himself, who have the good news of the gospel, it is imperative that we be people that look for those that need Jesus that we spread the gospel everywhere we are not just in Indonesia because the harvest is just as plentiful here and people need to know Christ here and so how can we do that it's the Shema lifestyle of everything we do everywhere we go that we have the commands and the teachings of Christ on our hearts and on our doorposts, that people know who we are and what we believe and that we care, genuinely care for people. And, and when I mean genuinely, I mean it, when somebody's sick, we want them to get better. But when somebody's spiritually sick, eternity hangs in the balance. It's not a temporary thing, it's an eternal thing. And so if we genuinely care for people, We need to be seeking the Lord of the harvest to send workers out to send the gospel to every corner of the world. Whether that's here in our workplaces, amongst our families and friends, or all the way across the world in Indonesia. Because the workers are few, but the harvest is plenty. I want to pray for us. And I would just encourage you to... To remember that, to be people that constantly put the things of Christ on your minds and everywhere you go, that that is what you meditate on and think on and and dwell on, that that would be a way that you live, seeking to spread the good news wherever you are. Let me pray for us today. Lord God, we praise you and thank you for your goodness and and your sovereignty that you know um, those that will come to you and that you are calling people even now to come to know you. We just pray that you would give us courage and boldness to be people that proclaim you everywhere we go, that live lives of service to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.